0: Hey, boss. Before I dive into today's episode, I want to give you a quick update of some behind-the-scenes happenings here at the Boss Up podcast. A couple weeks back, I dropped an episode all about the progress we've made In the first 50 episodes of Bossed Up launching back in March. And I'm so excited to share that we have reached the point thanks to you and all the ways in which you've shared and rated and reviewed the Bossed Up podcast, at which we have signed with an advertising agency. Now that's really exciting because it means that our growth as a podcast listener base has been significant enough to put us on the path towards long-term sustainability as a podcast, because as much as I'd love to do this for free and forever. If this is a podcast that you value, we have to find a way for it to be produced and all the behind the scenes costs that come with that in a financially sustainable way, quite frankly. I would be such a hypocrite if I were constantly advocating for you to get paid and for you to be the boss of your career, but not walking that walk myself. So, the beautiful thing about working with this new agency is that I'll be able to pick and choose from a lot of different partnerships and potential sponsorships for the ones that feel right for me and for our audience and the Bossed Up brand in particular. So, moving forward, starting right away, you're going to be hearing more ads from sponsors who make it possible for this podcast. to stay 100% free to you while also making sure that this is a sustainable model for Bossed Up and for me as well. So thanks for your help in making that happen, for listening, for supporting the podcast, and of course, for sharing it. I hope you'll continue to love what I have to share on this podcast and what my expert guests bring to bear. And frankly, it's my goal that you will love the podcast sponsors, the partners that we work with as well. But keep me posted on how that experience is going for you. And feel free to call me out or call me in if any of our sponsors really don't sit well with you. I want to hear from you either way, and I appreciate all the ways in which you've supported me along this journey as well. If you have any questions or comments about this, don't hesitate to shoot me an email. I'd be glad to talk it through with you. And if you've got ideas or want to become one of our podcast episode sponsors, definitely drop me a line at info at org. Okay, now let's dive right into today's boss tip episode, all about five everyday practices to boost your confidence. Frankly, I often bristle at people who say women lack confidence in the workplace. Part of me thinks it's a thinly veiled form of victim shaming that puts all the blame for our patriarchal systems and structures on women themselves. But there's no denying it. Being seen as someone who feels confident in their own skin is a big part of managing your image. And while there's nothing wrong with being doubtful, too much self-doubt can hinder your ability to take risks, try new things, and grow. So if cultivating confidence is something you're working on now, here are five easy steps to start. First, prepare. As Brad the Boo always says, practice how you want to play. Nobody's born feeling confident in their innate abilities. We all have to work hard to hone our craft, whether it's public speaking, programming, or leading a team. So when you're feeling that nervousness that comes with rising to the occasion and trying something new, the more hours you spend practicing and preparing, the more confident you're going to feel when it's game time. I've spent the last five years really honing my craft as a public speaker, and it truly doesn't look all that glamorous. Most of the time, it's just me pacing back and forth alone in my hotel room, standing in front of a mirror and recording myself speaking. Then I'll play back the tape, listen and watch for what's working and try again while eliminating what wasn't. Set aside dedicated time for focused preparation, and you'll feel so much more confident in whatever you're tackling next. Number two, phone a friend. I was recently brought in to help a national firm with sexual harassment training. Now, I've done a lot of training and development focused on gender in the workplace in the past, But this particular subject matter was a stretch opportunity for me. So instead of subscribing to that fake it till you make it approach that can sometimes leave you feeling a bit out of your league, I brought in a trusted friend and fellow training and development expert. It's not only better for me, but it's in the best interest of my client to bring another person's experience and background into this particular project. So when you're expanding your own skill set, it doesn't hurt to bring in some outside reinforcement, but you have to be the one to take the initiative and seek out that kind of support. Whether it's a phone call to a friend or colleague who's been around the block before, or a more formal partnership with someone else who can help deliver on your objectives, it's important to remember we don't need to go it alone. And sometimes it's as simple as phoning a friend for the pep talk you need to recognize that you already have what you need within you. Number three, dress the part. I used to be a bit fashion agnostic, let's say. (laughs) I'd rather focus on the substance of what I'm doing, I'd argue, than the style with which I'm doing it. But I was missing the point of dressing up. It's not so much for others, but looking put together is about how you feel about yourself. I recently sat down with one of our Bossed Up trainer team members, Tiffany Ingram, of the Policy and Fashion blog, to talk through how to dress for work this fall on the Bossed Up blog. She reminded me that looking your best can help you feel your best too. So when I'm having an off day, changing out of my yoga pants for a more polished and professional look can give me a boost of swagger that helps me bring my A-game to whatever the day calls for. Number four is to power pose. And it's similar to how I dress for the occasion, how I carry myself matters too. Amy Cuddy pioneered research around power poses that shows people feel more confident when they're in an expansive body position. Sitting or standing tall with your shoulders back and your chin held high not only makes others see you as more powerful, it can make you see you as more powerful too. Now, on the contrary, more closed in, folded up, or constricted body positions can leave you feeling less confident. And that's a major issue when we think about how gender affects body position too. As little girls, if we're conditioned to shrink ourselves, cross our legs, and keep our hands folded in on ourselves— we're feeding into a stereotype about femininity and powerlessness. So take up more space. And ironically, you'll start to feel more entitled to that space too. Before your next big meeting, presentation, or interview, assume a high-power body position for at least two minutes, preferably in front of a mirror, and you'll walk in with an extra kick of confidence. And finally, number five, brainstorm a brag sheet. When you're feeling anxious and unsure of yourself, a million reasons why you're not cut out for the task at hand might be flooding through your mind. I've never done this before. I am such a fraud. I'm not qualified. Take control over the voice in your head by focusing instead on the reasons why you are equipped to give this a try. I've been working on this project more closely than anyone. I'm setting aside time to figure this out. I'm the only one here with an MBA. Whatever it is, take control of the narrative in your head, which starts with brainstorming a brag sheet, listing out your past achievements and strongest characteristics. In other words, it's about focusing your attention on the reasons why you're awesome, capable, and can totally handle curveballs that'll come your way. Now, if you're feeling so self conscious that even beginning this kind of an exercise feels impossible, Enlist the support of your friends and colleagues who might be even better able to remind you of your strengths. Once you've got them all written out, refer back to your brag sheet whenever you're feeling out of your league to remind you of how far you've come already. So how do you boost your confidence? I'd love to hear if you put any of these strategies to use in your everyday life, or if you've got recommendations to share with our community too. Share your suggestions and find links to even more resources at today's corresponding blog post at bossup.org/episode episode 65. And if you've got a boss bestie who's preparing for a big interview or an end of year review or an exciting presentation or rising to some occasion, make sure to send this episode to her right now so that she's got every bit of confidence going for her as well. my live assertive communication course is back open for enrollment and we're kicking off a new cohort launching this June. Over the course of eight life-changing weeks, you'll have access to interactive online curriculum and live weekly practice sessions where you, Irene and I, and a cohort of fellow speak up bosses who are owning their voice, overcoming the social messages that have taught us to keep silent And and really learning to strategically and assertively communicate when it matters most will actually have the practice time to rewire our brains, create new neural pathways, and build better habits when it comes to speaking up with confidence and precision and assertively communicating in the workplace. Learn more and enroll today to secure your spot at bossedup.org slash speakup. That's bossedup.org slash speakup.